everybody. Hi, friends. Well, from beautiful Salt Lake City, Utah. It's Thank God I'm Atheist. The podcast. I'm Dan Beecher. And filling in for Frank, I'm whoever the fuck I am. (laughs) (laughs) I'm Kate Birch. You're a person. (laughs) I'm somebody. You count as a person. Oh, that's too nice of you. You're too generous. I'm too kind. Uh, (laughs) Thanks for filling in. You're welcome. While Frank uh, lounges about on the beaches of beautiful Hawaii. You guys in your Hawaiian vacations, being in tropical paradise all the time. It's it's a tough life, but somebody's got to live it. Clearly, it's just everybody on this podcast except me. Well, you got to stay here and do the show. (laughs) Somebody's got to be doing the show. Oh, and it falls on my shoulders. (laughs) Usually not. I'm happy to do it. You know that I'm happy to do it. All right. Well, uh, do you have a a story for the people? I'm going to start us off with a story, um, but I'm going to start by saying, Dan, I don't know if you know this about me. But I've written some books. Did you know that? I I knew that. I feel you've... like you're using me <laughs> as as a stand-in for all of the people that you're you're trying to brag to. Well, it's not a brag. It's <laughs> just to say that I am in the bookish community, and <laughs> um and some of the bookish people that I'm friends with, like very recently, I had a friend on Facebook who just posted that one of her books had been banned. She was on a, bo- a banned book list. And honest- banned where? Oh, God. Where is she? I feel like New Jersey, I think what? it was. Yeah. And um, bitches be banning. Bitches be banning. And I've got to say, my initial reaction is jealousy always, <laughs> <laughs> which I know is absurd. I mean, there's two reactions there's like fury, outrage, and outrage because. It's it is infuriating. Right. And people should not be banning books, clearly. But then also, like, if you write a book, you want to be on a banned book list, in my opinion. Well, it's like a compliment. Honestly. Yeah. It says it says that you're you're writing something that's not bland. Yeah, and people, you're worrying people. Like, I always look over the list and think, mine should have been on there. There's bad things in my book. You should write to them and say, hey. <laughs> this is, consider banning this book. It's very objectionable. Please, please put me, please, on your next banned book list, please consider please my book. Please add me. I know. You know, I wonder if anybody does that. I, I feel <laughs> like maybe I could be the first. Be, so. You know what? Write an open letter and send it into like the New York Times. I love or it. Actually, I'm going to go. I'm going to do that. I love that. Anyway. So, so the segue into the story is that in Florida, in a lot of counties, they are just kind of going like bananas with the book banning. Yeah. It's crazy i read over the lists i mean it's different per county right but like some of the counties have hundreds of books that they're banning in like middle schools and high schools and you know down to elementary schools right and which by the way if you want a better way to, to inspire kids to read yeah there is none no just like tell them it's banned and then they're like you're not allowed to read this it's like pavlovian yeah. you know you just automatically start drooling wanting to to but, read those books. By the way, someone out there, if you live in Florida, go near a school and buy a bunch of banned books and then just sell them or give them away <laughs> just outside of the school. Oh, I, I, I wonder if we could start a thing for a free little library just outside of... Oh, we a, should do this! A free little banned library. 
Okay, you guys, somebody get on that because that's actually a that is a brilliant idea. Yeah. I love that idea. Yeah, and I might, we might have news, to look into this, and then all the kids will learn about it, and then uh, and then they can come and get free banned books. You guys, I actually love this idea, and I might have to start a fundraiser for this so that. But I have a hunch that you don't want the book that you're about to talk about. <laughs> in that library. Well, that's true. Okay, so I guess I should actually tell you the story instead of just blabbing about banned <laughs> books, which I'm rather excited about. But so this is actually, I think, a, a hilarious story. Obviously, it takes place in Florida. And usually when there's a headline that says Florida man, it's followed by something that's like embarrassingly absurd. And this is like... Like, like, he, like you know, guy rides an alligator to... Yeah, yeah. Florida, Florida man's... Got stuck in a wall for a year and <laughs> right. lived off of turtles. Yeah. I don't know what, but uh, but so so this man is is reacting to all of that book banning, and he has um, petitioned the public school superintendents across the state to immediately remove the Bible from classrooms and libraries and all instructional material. So. And also, additionally, he said he wanted every reference of the Bible, if there was a reference in a book to to the Bible, then that also <laughs> needed to be banned. And I just love this. I think it's brilliant. So um, this guy's name is uh, something, Chaz Stevens. And apparently he's, he's kind of well known in Florida for um, kind of pushing against the system when they come up with right so when, when this, they're dicks yeah when they're dicks so he him um ha having a stunt like this is not something new but he his actions have often led to them kind of pulling back on whatever stupid uh laws or whatever they're trying to enact but so he's very rudely pointing out their own absurdity which is well and their hypocrisy which is yeah. exactly what he's doing in this so there was a bill that was signed into law by Ron DeSantis last month um, that was allowing parents to object to educational materials and like basically be able to say like, you know, we we want these specific things banned for whatever reason. Well, Usually, whatever reason is always because there's a gay person in it. Well, mostly, mostly yeah. that or but it could have to do with like um, gender rights or it could have to do with uh some racist element like if mm. they you know how everybody right. is with it, yeah exactly it, it points out that not all white people are angels exactly or exactly I, it seems like every banned book list tony morrison is just she's always on it yeah. i that's just like you could kind of have a, a a venn diagram and she's always in the very middle of every every single one but what i loved about this was he was pointing out their hypocrisy which you know is basically saying like these these books are inappropriate for children and we wouldn't want our children knowing about these things at such a tender age. And so he was saying, well, the, is the Bible age appropriate? And then he went to point out like, it just casually references like murder and adultery and sexual immorality and fornication. And <laughs> he had a funny quote that he said, do we really want to teach our youth about drunken orgies? And I was like, yeah, maybe. <laughs> I mean, the debauchery. Madison <laughs> Cawthorn had to pick it up at some point. <laughs> right. I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's a book that literally has a story that it does never, that it does not condemn. Uh huh. About two sisters 
subse- on subsequent nights getting their father drunk yeah. and then having sex with him. Yeah, and they're, and they're just cool with the incest. Yeah, that's literally, like, that's not a bad story. That's not a story where God gets mad at them. That's just like an, oh, okay, this is fine. Well, it's because they were girls. It, it doesn't, no, it's because they thought that the world had ended and, oh. and they were trying to keep the human race going or whatever. Right. The world had not ended. <laughs> Oops. Uh, their, their city had ended. But yeah. But it seemed like the center of the world. Yeah. Anyway, I um so you know they've also banned uh 54 math books there. Had mm-hmm. you heard that? Because I don't know, apparently they think that math books have critical race theory in them. Be- because they because they have pictures of brown kids as well as I white kids. I honestly I have not heard exact Have you do you understand why the I don't know. Yeah. Was it like three black children walk into a Was it a, a, like a word problem Pro- i don't know i don't know anyway but that was um that was also what kind of prompted this guy to write into the the legislators about this because apparently he studied um math in college and he said i love the algebras and so he was going to do anything to kind of stick up for the books and mm. he thought gotta start with the bible yeah we're going to protect them children yeah i mean honestly I don't think that there's a book that could do more damage to a kid. No, I think we have proof of that. We have proof of the damage it it does to kids who then grow up to be adults who are horrible people. Like Madison Cawthorn. Somebody go look up, look up Madison Cawthorn's signature, by the way. Oh my gosh. He he misspells his own name. Uh, Go to Wikipedia. It's It's amazing. It's amazing. Anywho. uh, All right. I'm going to move on to Canada. Okay. Uh, The the Great White North, eh? Where uh, a study was done by a group called Angus Reid, which is a polling group. And they polled uh, Canadians. It sounds like it should be a beef company. It's both. Okay. They, they, it, it, it's run out of a, out of an Alberta uh, cattle farm. (laughs) Probably. Anyway, uh, they polled Canadians about different religions, about their perception of different religions. And the question was basically, in your view, would you say the overall presence of blank religion Mm -hmm. uh, in Canadian public life is benefiting or damaging Canada and Canadian society? Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, And then they, they tracked what religion the respondent was and how that respondent responded to all of these other religions. Basically, so the religions listed are Roman Catholic, uh, mainstream Protestant, evangelical Christian, Muslim, Hindu, Sikh, Jewish, and no religion. Okay, I'm going to guess the Christians, if it's Christian feeling, they stuck together. It really depends. So here's the, so the big reveal... I don't want to bury the lead too much. Okay. The big reveal is that evangelical Christians are dicks. <laughs> no surprise there. <laughs> not only, and and that's not just my opinion, that is the opinion of almost everybody else. Really? Uh, so they barely make it into the positive when you ask Catholics about evangelicals. Only 7% wow. I'm of Catholics say that, they're, say that they're good. Um, <laughs> Protestants are a little more generous. Of course, evangelicals themselves think very highly of themselves. That's no surprise. So they're, they think of themselves at 68% 
benefit, which I'm shocked it's quite so it's not higher. Yeah, actually. that is surprising. Usually. So for most of these, like the best rating on any of them is, of course, their own damn selves. Yeah. Not all of them, but most of them. Anyway, so it's very interesting, but it is the most stark thing to look at it. And you see that evangelical Christians only think that they are a positive influence. <gasps> they don't think any of the other religions, even Catholic or Protestant, they all were... of the other ones that are in the negative. Really? It is. That is the starkest uh, thing. You can, there's not... a grid uh, that you can see. And that is the most obvious thing. And also more people think that evangelicals are not a benefit than anybody else. Yeah. Well, because we all know. You would think that it would be us. It would be the atheists. It would be the no religion people. And a lot of people are down on us. Catholics, down on us. Yeah. Interesting. Evangel Catholics are more down on us than anybody, which actually mm -hmm. surprised me. More than Muslims. More than even. Oh, no. They're more down on us than anyone else is down on us, is what I was saying. Oh, okay. But who do people... So ones that people dislike the most are people with no religion. That's like the, the No. Oh no. Okay. No, that's not what I'm saying. Oh okay, I misunderstood. I apologize. That's fine. Uh to be clear, the people that everybody hate the most, well, so it it just depends on who it is. Uh-huh. Evangelicals and Catholics definitely hate us the most. Mm -hmm. um, we're negative 47% and uh for Catholics and negative 46% for evangelicals. Whoa, and it's even phrased as no religion, not atheist? Yeah. Wow, I wonder if you'd phrased it atheist what it would have been. Um, Similar, I don't think they make that Really, do they not? I, oh. Maybe not, I, I don't know. I feel like here they would. Maybe, maybe, maybe. I don't know. Mm. So, so there you go. Um, the way people think about Islam, which is, that's the one that I think you would think is like sort of right neck and neck with us. Uh -huh. But this is Canada, remember. Almost everybody else have Islam in the plus. Really? Yeah. C Catholics see them as a 3% positive. Uh, Protestants, 15%. Huh. Evangelical Christians are like 5% yeah. negative. Boo. And atheists actually are boo Muslims too, which is interesting. Well, because our people with no religion, were they positive about any of the religions? Yeah. Like Catholics are like, a 2% positive. Um, atheists gave Hindus, Sikhs, and Jews were all up there. Uh-huh. Mainstream Protestants are, like, Catholics and mainstream Protestants are about even. Like, you know, uh -huh. Catholics are 2% up. Mainstream Protestants are 1% down. Evangelical Christians, 43% down. Well, yeah. But I would love to see this same poll done here in the US. I would US. like that too. I would be I, interested I would be so in that. curious how about everybody that. views everybody else. Yeah. Somebody get on that. And it's also very interesting how they view themselves. That's always a fascinating one. Right. I'm surprised not everybody just sees themselves as entirely positive. Yeah, it's funny. Hindus are like, uh, I mean, they're still positive on themselves, like, mm -hmm. but it's only thirty seven percent. Huh. I wonder how much of that is just like Humility. Like, do you think well, it's... But, uh, but actually, like, Roman Catholics see themselves... Like, I think what's funny is that Roman Catholics and mainstream Protestants, especially lately, uh -huh. have had to deal with the fact that, like, you know, their schools, like, 
stole indigenous right kids and or especially in canada seeing that as like well we've kind of harmed yeah this so population so, so they don't they're so catholics are giving themselves positive review but it's only 22 percent protestants it's like 32 percent but uh sikhs really like themselves oh. at 74 percent they they see themselves as net positive i'm not gonna argue with them you know yeah. i think sikhs do all of the sikhs that i've ever like or sick uh, which is it? Is it sick? I think it's closer to sick, but yeah. I, th- I think you're right. But er- anybody I've ever seen like speak about their religion, they've seemed like really great people. But I don't know as a whole what the religion does. Yeah, until any somebody. religion on the whole usually is a net, a net negative. Yeah, good thing <laughs> there seems. aren't any assholes in atheism. That's the good thing. Anyway, <laughs> I just thought that was really an, an yeah. interesting poll. It is very interesting. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to move us to um, kind of some more depressing news. Oh, good. Which Thank is God. fun. We were in danger of like having a good time. <laughs> we were. The, this, is the, this is the news of my people. Oh. Um, I've got a lot of, of Jewish in me. Oh, you know? yeah. Yes, you do. Um, You're so like three quarters. I am. I am three Jewish quarters. Jewish heritage. And I recently found out that I could have Israeli citizenship if I wanted to. Yeah. Which if I had... I don't know if is 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 Israel part of the EU? No. Oh, yeah, you're right. It's not. Duh. Why would I even think that? But it is part of Eurovision. So go <gasps> figure that. I could go sing <laughs> on Eurovision. Oh my gosh. Okay, that's a good reason for me to uh to get citizenship. Yeah. But um so this depressing news that I'm going to tell you about comes from a civil a Jewish civil rights organization that does a, a tally every year of all of the anti-Semitic incidents that happen in the U.S. So that's a cheery job. You get to just go count like from the news outlets and like all the crime reports and everything and track all the incidents of hate crimes um, and hate speech. So um, the Anti-Defamation League counted this year 2,717 anti-Semitic incidents of assault, harassment, and vandalism. Well, that happened in 2020, so it was calculated this year, which is 34% higher than the previous year. 34%? That's enormous. That is I a... didn't. I should have figured out the math of that, of what that would have been up yeah. from, but it's, it's the most it's ever been since they started tracking it in 1979, which Yikes. is horrendous. I, it's almost like there was a... There were there were leaders in our country who were encouraging slash opening the door for this kind of hatred. Well, I mean, I feel like it was actually a combination of of yes, that there's there is like this brewing anti-Semitism within, you know, white supremacists and in even the Republican Party here that I feel like is like a wow unleashed suddenly yeah but um but even more than that um a lot of it had to do with the the 2021 war in uh, may last may between israel and hamas you remember that yeah and there was the bombing of uh, associated press building anyway so i think a lot of a lot of this um there was a really steep um uptick during that time but even if you like if you take all those incidents out um, it's still up like a ton because of of um, the ex- the extremists and the white supremacists that are just like all of their talking points are like Jewish uh, hate. 
It's so weird because that's so not a part of my world. Mm -hmm. Like, but I know how often they're hearing it in their circles. Uh Uh-huh. And it's a lot. Yeah. And it's also like encoded. So anytime you hear someone say the word globalist, mm-hmm. you can definitely assume that they are anti-Semitic. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you hear them mention George Soros in any context whatsoever, right. you know that they hate Jews. Like, it's amazing. Yeah, they've got their little whistles, their little dog whistles, oh, yeah. or loud. I mean, they're not even little anymore. No. And really, now I feel like they're they're not even coding anything. They're just coming out and just saying it. Yeah. The quiet parts are coming out loud. So loud. They're like through a megaphone. Anyway, so so though they track specifically like which incidents are related to which things. And the ones related to like hate groups like white supremacists and stuff were up 484 incidents from last year. Wow. So that is That's not great. Crazy. I'm gonna say that's not awesome. No, I think um, I think not as well. It's kind of terrifying. Shame on us. I just kind of thought, I mean, we all studied World War II in school. and Did we, though? Did everybody? I feel like a lot of people missed that lesson. I don't. I feel like that was like one of the most interesting things you could have learned about in history. Yeah. And that was one that kind of stuck with everyone. And I always thought as a kid, like... We will literally never go through that something like that again because it's so imprinted on us. Yeah. The horrors we all understand. We all understood like okay. yeah, and apparently not. Apparently not. So that's fun. Yeah. Um, you may have heard of Jamie Raskin. Mm, remind me. Representative from Maryland. Okay. Uh, who he led, he was in charge of the uh, last impeachment uh, oh, yeah, yeah. trial yes. of, of Donald Trump. Yes, I do remember. Uh, he's a, he's smart as a whip, that Stellar. good. Stellar. Just really, really good. Uh, I, I want him to be my representative, but he is not. Yeah. Oh, I remember now hearing him because he gave like the opening arguments or whatever, mm-hmm. right? Oh, he was brilliant. If you listen to opening arguments, you know that it's not called opening arguments. Well, whatever it is in an impeachment. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, he was recently talking to a group of people. I think there were students I'm trying to find it. I don't remember. <laughs> anyway, he was talking about because he's heading the uh, the or or he's on the January sixth committee. Right. So this is the committee that is investigating the insurrection, the the coup attempt. But not a coup against the president, but a coup With, by, by by the president yeah. against the vice president. Which actually. was like more and more and more very obvious in all of the findings. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 gonna be once they get to actual hearings, some shit's gonna go down. I don't have any faith that anything. I'm not saying anything's gonna happen, <laughs> but we're gonna learn some stuff. Well, we're yeah, and we're we already all, are. We're already learning a lot. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, we're going to learn even more. The interesting thing about this talk that Raskin was giving though, is that he mentioned the fact that someone asked him about talking to other members of Congress and specifically people who are off the deep end on the other side of the aisle. Uh-huh. Wait, like talking to them, like, can you, can you talk to them? Well, here's what he said. Okay. Um, he, he said that he has literally, he basically said that 
some Republican House members, and we're talking here about people like Marjorie Taylor Greene or whatever, said they are acting, this is a quote, acting much more like members of a religious cult. Mm. Uh, He said he has, quote, literally been consulting deprogrammers to try to figure out how to talk to them and how to pull them away. Wow. That's not surprising to me. It's so true. Yeah. Because this whole QAnon Trumpism thing is a cult. And we're going to get to more of this later, but uh-huh. it is, they they have a fervent belief that isn't, that is in no way more intense. It is every bit as intense. Sorry. Oh, yeah. As a religion. As, as, as a, a cult. Hi, as a cult. As yeah. a high demand religion. Yeah. And has so many, and it has so many of the, the hallmarks of a cult. It, like the other members will scold you if you stray from the narrative at all. If you question anything. Yeah. Even if like the most absurd things, if you question it, you are immediately smacked down by other members of this cult. Right. And you are expected to fall in line. Everything about it is cultish. Wow. So he's he's literally talking to people about like, is there any way to communicate with these people? Yeah. I wonder if he's found any solutions. We all need this knowledge right so now. So what he said, what what he said at this thing, and this is mm-hmm. obviously a, just a, a light thing, but what he said was that he was told to be, quote, as warm and affectionate and as personable as you can. Hmm. Make them remember what life was like before they got into the cult. Oh, how interesting. What's sad is I think with people like the new members who who never saw how the two sides did did used to get along like you hear of like senators and and congressmen who used to like go to lunch with one another yeah. and they like they were friend real more they were actually friends with one another right. and there's there isn't that anymore it's this like true separation how can those people work together they need to be friends well they haven't been trying to work together I, that's we the need problem. to send them all on one of those ropes courses and do trust <laughs> falls right exactly he also went on to say that it, you have to be he said but mm-hmm. you have to be very emphatic about what the truth is and what facts are versus what is just derangement. Mm. I don't know that he that's going to get through. He said, I've told some of them. I'm like, if you guys don't get out of this, you're going to be fit when it's all over, only to be selling incense and flowers at Dulles <laughs> Airport. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I just think, I think that, that this is the lesson that we need to learn is that the people in our lives, and I've got people in my life that are like this. Mm-hmm that are down this rabbit hole, it's tough. And it might help us to start reading up on how to talk to someone who's in a cult. You know what? I think that's brilliant. And I'd never really thought of that before. But like, yeah, I think we all need to start learning some deprogramming skills. Yeah, and and yeah, exactly. But I think that that's really astute, the, the, the thought of, of the warmth and the kindness, mm-hmm. because you don't want to... I feel like the more you separate from them, the more dangerous it is. Like right. we need to and know. And if you shame them and yeah. if you make them feel bad, it and only solidifies and, yeah. the, their stuff. Or if you make them feel like it, like rejected or whatever, it right. just ma- it just it confirms everything to confirm it all. Yeah. So yeah, I think I think there's something very smart about yeah 
really embracing them, like genuinely. It, it has to be in earnest. It can't it, right because you'll see through. You'll see through it if it's not right. But really embracing them, and the, but then saying, but then never like acquiescing to their thing, mm-hmm. being firm in no, that's not a fact. That's not true. But also helping them remember, like, do you remember before we all hated each other? Before right. you thought that all the Democrats were pedophiles? Yeah. They're really- do you think it's possible that all of these people who are just doing the same job that they did before you believed that, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, you may have disagreed with them, but you didn't think they were pedophiles. Right. Doesn't Does it make sense to you? Now that things have changed that dramatically. And I really do wonder, though, like, because they're so separated, it is so much easier to hate somebody when you don't know them. Yeah, it really does seem like it would behoove everybody to, like, have to get together and do, like, friendly things together a lot. That should maybe be part of their job. Well, and Raskin actually said that at the end of his talk, somebody asked him about it, and uh, and he actually cited uh, his son, mm-hmm. who he lost to suicide right before the insurrection happened. Oh. But he said uh, his son taught Sunday school and told kids that everybody should try to make friends with somebody you don't agree with. Yeah. It's hard, but it's true. Yeah. And truly make friends with. And you can you can disagree and still be friends. Yeah. Like th- there are nuances to this. If you, you know, if you're a gay person and the other person can't affirm your personhood, I get it. I or or even if you're not a gay person, but this person can't affirm the personhood of people. Yeah. It's, that's that's tricky. That's it is. tough. But And maybe friends is a lofty goal. Maybe it's not even (laughs) friends. No, seriously. Maybe it's just like you're a human that I don't want to see die, you know, or whatever. Maybe see their, start by seeing their humanity. Exactly. All right. What's, what, what else? I, okay. I've got one last story. Um, and so this takes place in the UK. Uh, there was a man who was a street preacher named John Sherwood, who, um, in April of last year, was accused of so he was arrested and accused of causing um, alarm and distress to the people of I think it was in London um, because he was out preaching on the street but like fervently like calling calling out people I think what it was mainly about was um, that the family unit should be between a man and a woman mm. and but he was like frightening people yeah. and like saying that that um not that god wouldn't wouldn't want two mothers and two fathers it's only a mother and a father and like but apparently like maybe terrifying children and families as they were walking by to the extent that the police were like um not just saying like disperse but literally arresting him and he was actually acquitted he was just acquitted of of hate speech which is uh, possibly a shame but so what i wanted to talk to you about was he was claiming as like part of his case that um, he couldn't be arrested and um, charged with hate speech because everything he said was just coming from the Bible. And how could it possibly be hate speech if it came from the Bible? And and I mean, obviously, we know 
there's a lot of hateful stuff in the Bible. What? How dare you? <laughs> how could you? How could you? The irony is that he was he claimed that the that he was just pulling from Genesis 1, 27, 28, which I which was was like God created man in his own image, and then he told them to be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he was claiming that that somehow was like proof that men and women should get married, and that was the only type of thing that should happen, which right. really, that's not at all what that's saying. It's just saying men and women can have children. That's where babies come from. <laughs> but uh, but he was using that as... as uh, the well, basis of his hate speech. Yeah, and there, therein lies the problem of his argument, which is that the Bible is open to interpretation. Yes, it is. If if it can't be hateful because it's from the Bible, then we have to accept people like the uh, the oh, what are they called? Fred Phelps and his group, the Westboro Baptists, oh, and what yes. all of these bastards who are out there, literally, literally using the word hate. Yeah, I hate you. Yeah, God hates you. Yeah. God hates fags. God hates... Like, it doesn't get more hate speech than using the word hate... I know. ...in what you're saying. It's funny. So I had to do a little tiny bit of research into this uh, as I was looking over this story because I was like, I don't know what is covered by the First Amendment. And apparently here, hate speech is... You are allowed to speak hatefully of any group as long as you're not inciting violence against that group. Oh, really? Yeah, I looked at I think up. different states may have Oh, may, maybe may they have do. ordinances against. But it's tricky because like we're trying to protect free speech. Right. But also there's this like at what point does it turn from your freedom to say whatever you want to harm that you're causing somebody? And the truth is Hate speech does incite violence. I think so. Hate speech is violence. Like literally that speech, speech can be violent. Yeah. And I think that we need to, we need to be a little smarter about recognizing mm -hmm. that. Uh, just, just the speech itself without any fists being flung mm -hmm. is a violence. Well, definitely. Because you think about like, it, we could take gay rights as an issue, um, which is something that we hear. You, I mean, that that's what exactly what this this man was was preaching about. Yeah, and everything it leads to is discriminatory. You know, it's like you're you're trying to say that these people don't have the same rights as other people, and then through that language, it enact it convinces people to enact horrible laws yeah. or it. Or it convinces people to to act out physically violently, or have discriminatory policies, and right, or and all of those are violence. Yeah, discriminatory laws are a violence against people. Yeah, I'm glad to not be uh, somebody who's having to figure out the nuance of the laws. Yes, for that because I can imagine if you're you know, a constitutional lawyer or something, that muddy ground there trying to figure out. And I can see, it's funny because like, I can see how you want to protect free speech. And once you like slide a little bit, you know, at what point? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't are, know are what they are. trying to say that there is a slippery slope. I did was not. I was you, trying to you, avoid saying slippery slope. <laughs> <laughs> it was 
very much trying to avoid slippery slope. Well, let me tell you something. The slope <laughs> is a little slippery. It's a little slippery. All right. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Um, I wanted to close this out with a thing that I'm surprised how much it shocked me. Okay. Now I'm excited to hear what shocks you. Um, because I try, I, you know, it. the thing is, and we, Frank and I have been going through this since the since Trump was elected, yeah. since he was nominated, since he, anyway, uh, I would think that by this point I would not be shocked. Your by your skin would be a little thicker. I would, yeah. I'm I'm inured to the horrors <laughs> of this world. Okay, what is it? Bring it on. Here's the thing: uh, we live in the state of Utah. Mm-hmm. Uh, those of you who know anything about Utah probably know the word Mormons because. We this talk is, about it a lot. We, we talk about <laughs> The world talks about it a lot. If you think of Utah, you think of two things. You think either of national parks mm-hmm. or the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. Or, or the Mormons. Yeah. They are the Mormons. No, I'm just saying people outside of the state probably don't yes, think of it that way. I know. I was. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the thing is, uh, I grew up Mormon. You were part of the Mormon church for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I I know the Mormons, or I knew them very, very well, Mm -hmm. just as a culture. Right. And what happened over the weekend here in Utah is not the Mormonism that I know. Mm -hmm. And it's it's so far flung away from the Mormonism that I know that I find it genuinely alarming and shocking. So it was the GOP, the Utah Republican convention. Okay. Yes. Uh, this is where they talk about, you know, they discuss who their nominees for various state offices, offices and mm-hmm. national offices. Oh, okay. You know, the big, the big question was Mike Lee and you know, he's our, he's our shitbag Senator. Oh, he's the worst. Uh, and like, you know, he has some challengers and you know, they don't get to choose him. There's still going to be a primary election, but you know, they're talking about who they support and whatever. Anyway, because it's Utah, because it's Republicans, obviously there's going to be a prayer to begin this convention. Right. And that prayer was said by some guy. I don't even remember who. I think I have it pulled up somewhere. But uh, Is it always a Mormon that says the prayer in Utah? Listen, we're talking about the Utah Republican <laughs> Party. So, yes. The only people in the room are, are Mormons. Mormons. Okay. It's probably 90% Mormon in that room. Okay. So, yeah. That's true. I That was a dumb question. It's 100% Mormon. <laughs> he ends, and of course it's a man too. He ends his prayer with, in the name of Jesus Christ, let's go, Brandon. Wait, did he say amen? No. Why? He didn't even say Amen. In the name of Jesus Christ, that, this is the report that I got. In the name, and, and I saw it in multiple places. Twitter kind of lit up about it. In the name of Jesus Christ, let's go, Brandon. Can you finish a prayer without amen? Yeah. I don't know why I'm hung up on that. But but you shouldn't. Like, literally, this is blasphemy. Yeah. They literally said I mean, and for those who don't know, if you've been living under a rock or whatever, let's go. Brandon is uh, is a really hilarious <laughs> code that the right has for fuck Joe Biden. Right. Because somehow they think it sounds like it. I no, that, No, it was because oh. they were at a there was a whole thing where an interview, a person was interviewing uh, a NASCAR racer named uh-huh. Brandon. So some some 
and the crowd behind him was chanting fuck Joe Biden because uh-huh. they're classy uh-huh. like that. And then uh, and the interviewer said, oh, well, they must be chanting, let's go, Brandon. Oh, oh just trying to cover up for, right. the, for, okay. for the fact that the word fuck is being chanted mm-hmm. on national television or right. whatever. And in the end, uh, of course, they embraced this as hilarious uh-huh. and they haven't let it go yet. Right. Which what's really funny is just say fuck Joe Biden. Yeah. This is such a dumb joke. It's not cool. It's dumb. It's pretty dumb. But the inclusion of it. In a prayer. In a prayer to their Lord God Almighty. It literally, it, I mean, it, I, in it basically what it said more than anything was that these people are no longer Mormons. They are members of the Trump cult. Right. Well, that okay. That we talked about before. I, so... I definitely had a different Mormon experience than you did. You did. That's true. And and maybe it's that I just doubted other people's sincerity because I doubted my own sincerity, mm. which was the truth. Like, I, <laughs> I never truly believed anything. And so it was like, well, maybe other people feel the same way as me. Like, I, I maybe am more doubtful than you of other people's purpose behind prayer and i've i think that a prayer in a situation like a prayer in a republican convention to me i i doubt i doubt the sincerity of a prayer that's fine i do too mm -hmm. like that's that's not but but to me the mormonism that i know Uh would have come crashing down on this yeah the mormonism that i grew up with Everyone would have condemned this immediately. Right. It would have been a shock. Would that person have been excommunicated? That person would have at least been disciplined. Uh-huh. Like it would have been condemned by everybody. Like this would have been, I see, I've, I've heard crickets. Yeah. This would have been, this should have been in the newspaper. Right. It wasn't. Uh, although uh, the local Mormon newspaper uh-huh. uh, tweeted it. Oh, they, oh, the Desert News. The Desert News did tweet that it happened, but they were live. They were live tweeting uh-huh. the whole thing. Interesting. And that was just one of the things that they live tweeted. And they didn't. Nobody did a story about it. Interesting. You could maybe write an op-ed or something. I find it uh, stunning. Yeah. I, 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 I was genuinely unnerved. Well, I just think of what it goes to prove, and yes, I don't think you're wrong about the people. Or the majority of, I don't think it's, I don't even know if it's the majority. I, I'd be curious to know what percentage of Mormons have left Mormonism for the cult of Trump and how many, there are ones I think that probably still remain. There are. And the thing is that like the people who go to a convention like mm-hmm. this are the zealots. Right. That's the truth. Right. But oh my God. Yeah. But I think it's what I, so what I think is interesting about that is to see that it's a slow, it's been like a, a degradation. It's not mm. like there was this one moment where they switched from one to the other, but it was like they slowly gave up their own morality, you know? Sure. Yeah. And I don't think if you asked them, they would say that they would. They don't know that they're a no, member they, of a cult. No, of course not. As many cultists. Yeah. This don't. is true for so many cultists. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, if you would like to tell us about your cult member friends, mm-hmm. you can do so by writing into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com 
Or you can call us and leave a voicemail. We love to hear your voice. Uh, the number for that is 424-666-TGIA. That's 424-666-8442. We'll be right back. More show coming up. Yay. So, Kate, yeah. uh, I, I'm going to play a clip here, and uh, it is, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say, not the most alarming thing from <laughs> the, uh, there, there was a QAnon event called Patriots Arise recently, mm-hmm. and holy <laughs> fucking shit, the, the crazy in that room like we, I played one clip for you. Yeah. I, do either of us have any sense of what they, what he was talking about? Um, Zero. Z- literally zero. It, he was, li- he literally was saying that childbirth was a satanic ritual. Is that what he said? I, I swear he said that. I'm kind of thinking maybe you should play that so people can hear it. it or like direct them to it. Cause that was one of the weirdest things I've ever heard. I just, uh, it was so bizarre. It's just, it's just, it's literally bizarre. incoherent nonsense. It was I incoherent. Can't, I, like he's he's quibbling with the word doctor and like birth canal, birth like, meaning a birth of like a ship is a birth and a canal is a ship and a blah 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 blah, blah and a doctor. But is that's a, how their logic works. Oh my it god, it isn't logic. It's like these weird like let's connect the weirdest thoughts that we can and then call it truth. Yeah, if you if you guys want to want to try and listen to it, you can go to Right Wing Watch's uh, Twitter. Right, yeah, go to Right Wing Watch's Twitter. Account. I actually feel like li- I mean we don't have to play it, but I would suggest people go listen to it because it kind of does show how their thought process works, which is just like this really weird random. And the thing is, he knows he clearly like knows a lot, but it's worthless because he's just it's he, he puts all of his knowledge into a food processor and just yeah, hits, hits blend puree. yeah mm-hmm. uh, this is a guy named that was a guy named bobby lawrence uh what we will play for you might be even scarier because this guy is an actual like politician i think he's a state senator now mm-hmm. uh in in pennsylvania but he is running to be a governor uh he's 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 uh, running for the gop ticket and this is what he had to say to this group of patriots who are arising. God is really working in our state. I know things are dark. I know it's not going to be easy. But we're going to win on May 17th with your help. <laughs> and in November, we're going to take our state back. My God will make it so. It's going to be beautiful. Pennsylvania is going to be the freest, most hopeful, most constitutionally based state in the nation. People are going to want to move here, and Maryland as well. (laughs) We're going to unleash the potential, the energy and resources God has given us underneath our feet here. It's going to be a place of prosperity and hope. We're going, to, we're going to fuel the New England and middle, Mid-Atlantic states. I mean, it's going to be amazing. And, you know, you think Florida looks good? Amateur hour after we're in charge. 
<laughs> you think Florida looks good? Does anybody think Florida looks good? Yeah, these, these guys seem to think Florida looks pretty good. Wow. I mean, look at how well they're doing. They're banning all the books. It's true. They're, uh, <laughs> they're getting rid of all the gay. They're kicking Mickey Mouse's ass yeah. by, okay. by kicking their own ass. The irony of that was when he called on his God was going to make it happen. It totally reminds me of sports teams when they're like, they win a game and then they're like, we owe it all to God. Now we're going to Disneyland. Except then they couldn't go to Disneyland oh, anymore. Yeah, now they can't go to Disneyland. Yeah. Oh, that's very sad. It's so sad for them. That is very sad. <laughs> um, well, we had some folks write into us. Um, uh, sorry, folks. I know that you wrote into Frank and Dan, but you get <gasps> Kate and Dan. Yay! Which is probably a step and I'm, up. And I'm doing jazz hands. Yeah, that's true. You can't true. see them, but jazz hands. And you're going to have to trust me. I think you'll all <laughs> believe Frank never does jazz hands. <laughs> he should. I'm going to recommend. Okay. Uh, Christina wrote into us, hey, Frank and Dan. Uh, she she shared a, a whole story about uh, her journey from, from being raised Catholic to being an atheist. Oh, interesting. And then she says, my brother continues to follow his Christian beliefs. I had come out to him probably back in 2017 or so about my newfound atheism, to which he replied, I'll pray for you to go to heaven, which that's nice. Yeah. Uh, I very much look up to my older brother in nearly every facet of life, but I cannot understand how he continues to believe. How can I have a conversation with my brother without coming off as his know-it-all offensive atheist? Hmm. I find religious people have no problem sharing their beliefs, but the second one does, uh, one says they're atheist, it turns into an I don't want to hurt your feelings kind of discussion. We're so similar in so many ways, which is the reason why I can't shake this feeling of wanting to question him without sounding like a jerk, since we are all entitled to our own beliefs. Maybe I should just let it go. We, uh, we have a great relationship, and I wouldn't want this to cause any tension in our family. Mm, that's hard. Yeah, you know, I thought about it for a while, because, mm -hmm. you know, after I read this email, and I think... If you want to have a discussion with him, and you may not, you know, you need to make that call. Um, but if you want to have a discussion, I think the thing that you have to avoid is trying to convert him, mm -hmm. is trying to convince him. Yeah, we don't like being preached at either. Nobody mm -hmm. does. It's true. Nobody yeah. does. Um, so if you come at it from a place of sincerely trying to understand his perspective, mm -hmm. I think you're safe. If it's not sincere, if you've got a trap laying in wait at the end of the conversation, mm -hmm. you know, if you've got a gotcha that you just know is going to get him, that's not going to go over well. Yeah, that's that's going that's going to be hurtful. Well, and I would I would also wonder, like, because she said she did believe at one point. So maybe she can remember where she was at that point and think. He's still in that place. Yeah. And maybe just keep it kind of soft and simple to begin with so that he knows that if they are going to have these conversations, they're easy to begin with. It doesn't yeah. have to be a really big one, but like keep them small at the beginning. It doesn't have to happen right now, you know? And you can actually start with, if you want this, because, you know, you got, you got lives, you got a whole life to, to, to get to the the heavy stuff. Yeah. But you can start with just things like what's amazing to you about your beliefs? Mm -hmm. What's what what is good to you? 
about your beliefs. Yeah. I want to hear what you like about it. Don't start with, how do you reconcile the gay thing or whatever? Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, how could you be such an asshole? Obviously, that's going to, that, that, you can get to that. But make yourself an honest, safe space yeah. for that discussion. And if you can't, that's okay, but don't try it. Yeah. And if, also, I think it's it's interesting that she did say what a beautiful sh- relationship she has with her brother. She's nurtured that to this point, and she can keep nurturing that. Like, yeah. that, she, that, that's still there. There's still just, a beautiful relationship. Just remember that, like, the thing that's most important is your relationship with your brother. Yeah. Whether you ever see eye to eye on everything is a distant secondary thing. And if you keep that in mind, if that is, and so, so yeah, I think, I think it's about honestly and sincerely wanting to know his perspective, not wanting to convince him of anything, but just wanting to know where he's coming from. And she probably wants to be known too. Like we want to be known by the people that we love and so my guess is in that conversation, she's probably wanting to be heard as much as wanting to hear, like, but it's sometimes it's hard for people to hear. So she almost has to wait for him to ask to know. Well, her. and one of the ways to encourage that is to be that open person who mm-hmm. hears if they feel heard mm-hmm. and they feel welcomed and they feel safe, mm-hmm. then they may be able to create the same kind of space that you've created for them. Yeah. And they'll be able to hear you. And maybe their curiosity about your position will awake as well. And as long as you can keep yourself from trying to convince them and Mm -hmm. trying to convert them, and I'm terrible at this. So (laughs) listen, this is not something that I'm saying is easy. And I'm bad at it. And I, uh, I can be good at it. But not apparently with my father-in-law. I'm constantly fucking it up. So, <laughs> But you're constantly trying and starting over and trying again. And Yeah, it, and he's not easy. Uh, but the point is that, like, if you do mess up, I think the best thing to do is apologize. Mm-hmm. Say, that's not how I wanted that to go, and I'm sorry. And yeah. what I really want is just to know you better. Yeah. And to, and to, to engage with you. Yeah. And I think that's that's your safe point. And and uh, honestly, uh, that will that will keep you uh, in the clear. Yeah, and she sounds like she has really great intentions and is being very thoughtful from the beginning. Yes. And I think that that is setting her up for something positive to begin with. Absolutely. All right. Udo writes into us, uh, dear Frank and Dan. Now, uh, Kate, uh, you'll recall that uh-huh. last week Frank and I spoke about uh, there was a story about a place that some people are theorizing is the biblical is the, is the city of Sodom. Oh, right. Uh, it was destroyed. Uh-huh. Anyway. Um, we talked about that. Udo says, I have the impression that you guys have the opinion because something is written in the Bible. It must be 100% made up. My impression again was strengthened when you talked about the story of Sodom and Gomorrah in your latest podcast. I had the impression you, that you both agreed that the entire story about Sodom and Gomorrah had been made up. I'm not saying that this, the Sodom and Gomorrah story is 100% true, but don't forget there are numbers between 0 and 100. <laughs> so my question is, do you really think that the entire Bible is a collection of totally made-up stories? If not, could you explain uh, which parts of the Bible might have some historical core to them and which parts are totally made up? 
Oh, well, clearly you aren't saying that it's totally made up. No, I think I can speak for Frank uh, also when I say that, no, we, we there's plenty in the Bible that's either true or based on some f- form of truth yeah. or based on a story that was passed down and, and picked up a bunch of fake along the way. Sure, I'm thinking like they have kings that actually existed. and Absolutely. Yeah. Although even the Bible gets those, some of those kings, uh, like the timing wrong and gets stuff. it wrong. So, because you know, these are story, these are stories. Right. And a lot of times they're stories that went through, you know, multiple iterations and were combined with other stories. Right. Stories and, that were based off of stories from other religions. Yeah. R- whatever. Yeah. There's a whole bunch of stuff. Conflated. Um, I will say this, the parts that I'm really, really confident aren't true. Mm-hmm. Or the parts where God makes a miracle happen. <laughs> or the parts where God decides to just destroy a whole city or right. whatever. And, <laughs> and I'm happy to believe uh, that, you know, something like the story of Sodom arose out of or as an explanation of why a city might have undergone some sort of destruction. Right. And like if you think of movies that are like based on real events, it's kind of like that. Yeah. yeah, only <laughs> worse. Only worse. But you know, like you have some 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 grain grain of truth or some grain of something and then they embellish. But or... there may even not be a grain of truth. And that's that's part of the problem with this goddamn yeah. book is that it's you know it's well over to the you know, the old testament is three, four thousand years old. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where the fuck it came from. We know for a fact that like the Exodus wasn't a real thing. Right. We don't know. I mean, it may have been based on a, on a realish thing, but there probably wasn't a Moses. But there are some great biblical scholars. Like there's guys that we, there's this guy we listen to on TikTok, Dan McClellan. Is that yeah. his name? And he's fantastic. And he dig, he is so researched and so knowledgeable in like where stories actually come from and the foundation and the original language and what the actual words mean. I feel like he can parse out, you know, which, where there's, where those grains of actual knowledge, truth come from. Yeah. Yeah. I, I highly recommend checking him out. His, his handle on, uh, on TikTok is McClellan, but it's spelled phonetically and without, uh, uh, vowels. So it's (laughs) like M K L L N or something like that. Yeah. Anyway, he's um, he's fantastic, and he's he's a believer. So he's an interesting character. But he is as clear-eyed as any Bible scholar I've ever encountered. Yeah. Anyway, he's, I would ho- highly recommend him because of because I feel like he's one of those people that points out like this is what this actually meant. This is what this was based off of, mm-hmm. and and can really dig down to yeah, and he to that and 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 he's and he's only going to say what the scholarship has revealed exactly or, or where the scholarship is currently, mm-hmm. and he he acknowledges that scholarship uh, advances and changes and stuff. totally. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's cool, yeah. but that's where we stand. Um, the Bible is not totally bullshit. It's just mostly bullshit. (laughs) Barry wrote into us, Hey, Frank and Dan, your story about BYU-Idaho, the BYU-Idaho anatomy class reminded me of an experience I had while training to be a correctional officer. Oh, interesting. During our training, classes were taught by existing officers, sergeants, lieutenants, etc. We had a female sergeant well into her 50s 
teach a class regarding sexual assault in the prison. Needless to say, the text for the class mentioned penis, anus, and vagina frequently. The sergeant would not say any of these words. She would simply pause each time they came up to allow us to read for ourselves or for someone to call it out loud. Oh, that that was probably her own embarrassment. Then she would continue. Uh, She would later tell us that she was Mormon. Again, in her 50s with several children, uh, as you might imagine, (laughs) and she couldn't bring herself to name parts of her own body. Yeah. I thought it was just her, but apparently it's ingrained in the culture. It's ingrained in some parts of the culture. A hundred percent. I feel like there's such shame around bodies. Oh, yeah. They are so good at that. That that part is deeply ingrained. Yeah. Some Mormons are more than happy to say the names of parts. Sure. But Uh, that feels like the rare one. That feels a bit more rare. I don't know. Maybe. I I don't have my finger on on that. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. But yeah, that's, oh, that's, that's really, it's, there's something kind of like oddly sad and sweet and like embarrassing yeah. about that poor woman. Yeah. Oh, it is sad. Oh. Um, well, Frank is not here, so we're not going to thank our patrons for this week. Um, I'm thanking you in my heart, but I don't and actually I'm know thinking, who you are. I'm thinking in my heart. But here's what I'd like you all to do. If you're not a patron currently, I want you to overwhelm Frank. With how many patrons we have to thank Surprise next him. week. Just shock him. So if you've been thinking about being a patron <laughs> and you want the magic powers that come from that, because we give you priesthood equivalent to the priesthood of the Mormon church. Wow. Uh, we bestow this on you. <laughs> so if you want those magic powers, you, you if you want access to the Frank and Dan diary, uh, among other things, Please go to thankgodimatheist.com, click on the support us uh, business there, and uh, and 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 just you choose how what level you want to support us at. But uh, it would be great if we could uh, just have a just a barrage of new. Now's the time. Yeah, I love you it. Guys, do it. Get on it. Anyway, we really appreciate all of you, and uh, more show coming up. So, Kate, yeah. as you know, but our listeners may not, I have no degree. Uh, I went to college. I went through... Why have you been having me call you uh, Sir Professor Doctor all this whole time? Herr Doctor <laughs> Professor. Um, I'm just, that's for fun. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I, I don't even have a bachelor's degree. You're like so close. Isn't it like one class or something? I think I could do it in a semester yeah. pretty easily, but I just, it, just it, anyway, that's not the point. The point is I don't make a big deal out of it. Mm-hmm. I don't actually care. You don't need a degree to be an actor. Uh, I carry mine around with me. Yeah, you do. <laughs> just showing it to strangers. Yeah, I'm like, look. Hey, check that out. <laughs> um, but there are certain career paths where it definitely helps you yeah. To have uh, advanced degrees. I feel like I would rather that my doctors have them. Yes, that's a good one. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Uh, most of my professors, I would mm-hmm. like them. Yeah. Uh, you know, if were I in school. Yeah. I would want them to be well educated on the thing that they are professing at me. <laughs> um, however, uh, one of the w- w- one of the professions 
where there's a lot of cachet uh-huh. to having advanced degrees is that of a pastor. Oh, yeah. It does turn out, however, that, and I, I did some research about this, a lot of the pastors out there who claim that they are doctor of theology, uh-huh. uh, you know, doctor, pastor, so-and-so, doc, yeah. the reverend doctor X, Y, and Z. Uh-huh. The big dirty secret is it's really easy to get a, 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 a doctor of theology. Really? Now, it's not easy to get it from an accredited university. Uh-huh. It's very hard. That would just be like any other doctorate, yes. probably. You have yeah. to have years and years of yeah, study. You probably and... have to have a master's degree first, mm-hmm. and then you got to go and, and you got to get this thing. And it, yeah, it's a, it can be a pretty exhaustive thing. Mm-hmm. However, to get it, just to get a certificate uh-huh. with the word doctor on it, that's a lot less hard. I could print one of those up at home. Yeah, but that... But you're not like photoshopping it. You're like I, having so, somebody bestow it upon you. So here's so here's what I decided to do. Okay. I wondered if I could just get one of these things. Mm-hmm. I want to be Dr. Daniel Beecher. I want you to be Dr. Daniel Beecher too. Because um, then when I'm calling you that, it's real. It's real. Um, so I looked into it. Um, and I found... I, I only really, I only really delved into one. I found one th- place that uh-huh. I wanted to uh, to explore, and it's the North Central Theological Seminary. Mm-hmm. That sounds fancy. It sounds. It's yeah. It's got two directions, <laughs> and then uh, Theological Seminary sounds really good. They got a they got a really good logo. The website totally legit. Yeah. Uh, you know, you see pictures of priests and people studying, and you know. All sorts of very legitimate looking stuff. They're based out of St. Petersburg, Florida. And one of the things that they offer Uh is an honorary doctor of theology or doctor of like a whole bunch of honor. They offer all of these honorary degrees. Now, normally to get an honorary degree, you do something really nice for a a university, you know, right. if, you, if if you donate a bunch or if you're a celebrity and you agree to speak at the at the graduation right. or whatever, they're like, okay, you can have this honor. You're degree. you're a pretend doctor now, right? These these guys, and this is a racket that is run by a bunch of groups. Yeah, you can apply for. Now these guys were a lot more stringent than I expected. Oh, interesting. But I, I decided to fill it out and apply for ed, an honorary, quote, <laughs> honorary doctorate. Now, these guys are very stringent about it. They require you to have a master's degree, and they were actually going to ask me. Oh, do, to, does it have to be in something specific? Like, could it be a master's of arts degree and you yeah. can still? Oh, they don't care what it is. She in. did not ask me. Okay. I got a call from them. Uh-huh. I expect, I what I, I'll be honest, what I expected was just... Fill out the form. Send in your check send, or money s- send order. Send in some money. <laughs> and, uh, and I wanted to see how much money it cost mm-hmm. also. So, yeah, I expected to fill out a form, send in some money, and yeah. be Dr. Dan. Right. Um, but it wasn't that easy. It wasn't that easy. They, they were a little more strict than I anticipated. Mm. They wanted to see the credentials. They wanted to see either my uh, transcript or, uh-huh. like, proof of my master's degree, which is funny. I'll just go to one of the other places and right. get an honorary <laughs> master's degree. But in the end, and also they were going to require me to do, which I may still end up mm-hmm. doing, a four-hour 
Bible quiz. I want to see what's on that quiz. Yeah, I may end up doing it. I'll I'll report back. Do you have to pay before or after the quiz? I think I can take... I've got the links for the quiz already. Okay, so you should I can, definitely take the I quiz. I can take the quiz. Um, and then they do want you to pay money. And I was... I, I didn't know where the ballpark was. Yeah, so I would have guessed $250. Yeah, I was in there. I, that's about the range I was yeah. thinking. I to to be honest, depending on how shady it is, mm-hmm. I could see it going anywhere from like sixty to uh-huh. six hundred. Right. They wanted two thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Was there? I wonder if there's steps that happen after the quiz. Uh, like yeah, is that I, just step one? No, I I get the sense uh, when I talked to this woman who called me mm-hmm. uh, that that once I paid the money and took the quiz, then we, it was like we were done. But you had to prove that you were, you had to have the steps before doctorate. You had to have your master's. You can't just skip. Yeah, I guess. I guess so. So here's, but here's the funny thing about all this. That's still not a legitimate degree. No. They made me, making you jump through a couple of hoops and pay an exorbitant sum. But the degree that comes in the mail, the diploma, the, Uh the piece of paper. Doesn't say honorary on it. Doesn't say the word honorary anywhere. That is interesting. And apparently there is a whole bunch of uh, pastors out there uh-huh. who are using these fake degrees wow. to impress their... Because nobody's checking up. Can and you know, ch- if they call the, the, the North Central Theological Seminary, they're going to say, yes, yes. we bestowed this thing. But, on. but, but, now this is what I want to know. Can you figure out... Which pastors have their degrees from North blah, blah, Central? Like, because then you'll know, right? Cause I mean, yeah, out there, there are lists of, you know, there are people who have exposed a lot of these pastors. I'm I, just so curious. There's a bunch. I mean. Not that I would know who the pastors Dr. were. Dr. Jerry Falwell? No. He's a big old famous one. Yeah. He was, it, it was a bullshit honorary degree. Oh, wow. A, I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, I'm gonna, maybe I'll keep looking. If any, if, if any should... of you guys want to do some research and find a cheap, fake, a cheap bullshit, but legit, like they have to be kind of registered as a real, like something. They have to be registered as a religious institution. Uh-huh. I think, and, and one of the things, you know, the uh, Universal Life Church, that, that that's where everybody goes to get, or quote unquote ordained as uh-huh. a minister so they right, can perform right. their best Ceremonies, friend's wedding. Yeah. They I think offered it for a second. I I want I you need to I do more research. I should have done it then. You need to do more research into this. I'm curious. I think we should all get our doctorate. Yeah. In this. We should all be doctors of theology. Somebody get out there and find who's give, who's the most legit, least legit. And I'm not gonna pay more than a couple hundred bucks. I, I'd rather I'd rather keep it as cheap as possible. Yeah. But I, if it's under like one hundred and fifty dollars, mm-hmm. I might just do it. I don't know. Oh, I will contribute to that for sure. I don't like giving my money to bullshit organizations. Yeah, but, but it's for a joke. You like you it's have like there's like there's limits on jokes under I'm gonna say under two hundred dollars for a real good joke. That's a real good joke. But it's also it's also because I want to be able to go when you know when someone wants to impress me with their credentials. Mm-hmm. 
I want to be able to say, oh, well, I also have a doctorate of theology. Yeah. Oh, 100%. Uh, 100%. So anyway, uh, if you, dear listener, are in a wacky mood and you want to <laughs> just go troll the internet until you find a, uh, a, a way for me to get the most legit, non-legit thing. For the least amount. I'm not going to pay $2,000. You're also not going to get a master's, a legit master's degree first. No, no, I would, I would have to go get a fake master's degree or whatever. Anyway, uh, it would still be fun to do. Yes. I don't care if I can't do it, but it would be fun to do. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, Jump down that rabbit hole, someone. Right into us, podcast at thankgodimatheist.com and let us know what you find. In the meantime, just because they have a doctor, but doctorate behind their name. Yeah, don't believe it. Don't. Don't be too impressed, apparently, <laughs> because they themselves, their own profession has sullied the the credential mm-hmm. that would be most meaningful. Yeah. They've they themselves have cast uh have ruined it. Yeah. Uh and and go ahead and ruin some somebody uh it, it you know, that asshole at work that talks about uh his pastor. <laughs> look it up. Maybe you oh, can, definitely maybe look you it can up. ruin a, a, his day. <laughs> Uh, listen, write into us. Uh, if you, if you would like to talk to us about any of these things, please feel free to write into us podcast at thankgodimatheist.com or leave us a voicemail. We love to hear your voice. The number for that is 424-666, just like the devil, <laughs> TGIA, which is uh, 8442. Uh, go to the Facebook page, facebook.com slash TGIAtheist and click the like button or uh, also go if you want to be in our members only lounge yeah they'll it's great i love it great people there yeah there's a, there's one on facebook there's one on uh, i think there's still one uh on that other thing <laughs> discord <laughs> that the young people like that i don't understand <laughs> uh so the easiest way to do that is go to our website thankgodimatheist.com/membersonly and that will get you to those um, thanks so much to the Red Rock Hot Club for the use of their beautiful music. Thanks to Gordon Johnston for his music. And thanks to all of you for tuning in. We sure And thanks to Kate for, oh, for coming on the show. Happy to be here. Uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.